Welcome to Casting Nets Podcast. I am one of your hosts, uh, Pastor Dave Rudot. Here we are to talk about uh, real life living faith. I am here with our, my co-host and uh, partner in crime, uh, Pastor Will Harley. Uh, say hi, Pastor Will Harley. Hi, Pastor Will Harley. It's, it's great to have you with us. We also have a guest here today, uh, my brother Jonathan Rudot. Uh, John is a website designer, a used bookstore entrepreneur, podcast producer and part-time employee of 922 Church as their 922 Church online integrator. And he's our guest today because we're talking about the digitized church. And we'll talk more about that after the break. But before that, uh, Will, why don't you, it would, would be so kind to give us the disclaimer for today. All right. The disclaimer for today is that you have two pastors and now a guest who are just going to be rambling our thoughts. Um, we do not necessarily uh, uh, represent the the calling bodies that have called us. So that would, for us, would be, of course, our congregations and also the 922 ministry and and the like, and also the the synod in which we are a part. But we will uphold um, our, our confessions. We will uphold the cross of Christ. We will be sharing and trying to share, um, as we always try to do, Christ, living Christ in our world and in which we have an opportunity to engage. So if you don't like what we have to say, um, <clears throat> just pull up the big boy pants and turn us off, uh, or better yet, um, contact us and join the conversation so that we can have uh, an opportunity to reach out to you and talk with you. So without further ado, I think we can... Uh, and how can they contact us? Oh, well, that, that's Pastor a good Will question. Harley. They can they can come to church on Sunday, and they can talk with us in-person church, not digitized church, although that's the topic for today. Um, or, or you can use your fingers and a mouse, and you can go to your your email account of choice, and you can go to castingnetspod at gmail.com, and you can send us a quick email, and that would get to us wherever we are. I think that would be a good way to do it. All right, without further ado, we will uh, have some introduction music and jump on into our topic for today. Before we get into the topic of digitized church, I think we need a refresher as to what church is. So oftentimes people uh, associate the term church with a building, as if we go to church. And it's a reminder to us uh, as we get going on here is that church is actually the people. Uh, from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, when he's talking to, when Paul is talking to the church of God in Corinth, he reminds them that he's not talking to a building. Uh, he's not talking to a place. He is talking to those who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus, who are called as saints together, along with all those in every place who call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the church. Uh, go well, ahead, Will. <clears throat> I think, you know, one of the things when we talk about church, though, I, I think we do have to keep it in the framework, though, that that in in our English language and the way that we like our culture to be in, in the nice cookie-cutter way that we like to approach things, 
we we have a very limited uh, vocabulary to describe everything and so church does become the building and and then church does become the congregation and then church does become the action <laughs> right i'm doing church um we would like to say we do ministry but but there's many people that think that's doing church you know you do churchy things um so i i think it's very good that we brought us back to really the 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 biblical definition of church is the people god's people um, being uh, gathered around his word, and I would include in their sacrament, which we'll hopefully get to in our conversations today, um, you know, that there's a totality of, of, of this coming together and growing in the body of Christ. And, and in that growing in the body of Christ is really the congregation, that's the church, that's the, no matter where it's meeting, no matter how it's meeting, it's, this is what, what really we want to look and strengthen uh, 100% agree with that. Uh, and uh, so that's that's good for you, dear listener, as we go into the topic of Digitite Church, just to get a refresher. Church isn't necessarily a building. So when we're talking about uh, people gathering online, uh, they can still technically be church, although we're going to have some discussions as to how, how does this work and is this working well and can it be working better. Uh, last, uh, in April, uh, Men of His Word was a conference that was in our area, uh, inviting men from area wells congregations to come. And one of the presenters at that Men of His Word was Pastor Michael Ewart of 922 Church, and he uh, had a presentation on the digitized church. And in that presentation, he said, bring uh, John Rudat, our, our 922 Church Online integrator, come and talk to him about how does this work. And so we are taking Pastor Ewart up on his invitation. And actually, if you go to the 922 website, he has a whole section in there where he, he gives this whole paradigm of, of the digitized church. And at the very end, he says, if you have any specific questions, he gives your email mm-hmm. and says, contact you because you will help every other church <laughs> set this up and make this work. So we're yeah. very glad that John's here. I didn't uh, know that until ahead. I watched the video. <laughs> <laughs> Pastors kind of do that, don't they? Just railroad people into things. <laughs> we politely volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> people do that to us all the time, don't I they? know. They're like, Pastor, you're going to go do this. I'm like, I wasn't planning to, but I guess I will. <laughs> hey, Pastor, I told so-and-so you're going to be visiting them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. When was I supposed to do this? Well, probably half hour from now. <laughs> so, uh, first question for you, John, is what makes a digitized church different than a church that streams content online? I look at uh, a digital church as doing, being engaging all week long, not just the service passively watching. So that's, it's more than just that. It's more than just uh, passively receiving content. Yep. So, okay, so you, you say it's more than just passively receiving content, and <clears throat> I would love to agree with you on that. I, I guess I would like to flush out how that how that is. Now, now maybe this is my own misunderstanding, and I I am fully aware of that. Um, I, I guess my my under my my misunderstanding might come into the sension of. How do you make it not passive? I mean, church. So, so okay. So, I'm, I'm, this is going to sound bad. Real church. <laughs> I don't mean it the way it sounds. Um, live church, in person, in, in person, person church. church. We'll go with that. In person church. In person church has an element of of 
the liturgical service, which is an interaction. <clears throat> and, and the beauty of the liturgical service, not only is it preaching law and gospel uh, within the service, so when the, when the preacher fails <laughs> at his sermon, which happens sometimes more than we, we care to admit, that the, the liturgy is picking up in the proclamation of one sinner from the lips of one sinner to the ears of another sinner, um, this wonderful grace of God's word being shared uh, through the liturgical service based on the scriptures. I mean, these are these are scripturally based things. When when and, and this is maybe where I fall short. Where and that's an activity that there's an there's an action there between between um, these redeemed ministers of the gospel. And ministers, I would say, at lowercase m, not pastor, uh, uh, but redeemed ministers of the gospel, priesthood of all believers, sharing with others um, in their midst this wonderful news. When you're at home doing that, how is that anything but passive? What well, it can be passive, but the way you, st- for us, when we structure online church, it's intentionally has to be active that it's a conversation, it's an online conversation, whether using Zoom or, you know, some video conferencing thing or just using chat or using the asymmetrical where it's not, or an asynchronous where it's different. You're talking to one another using text, but not at the same time because you're, we're, we're, one amazing thing that we found is when pastors are on our online church live and you have to be a member of the private group in order to have access to this, that we have more people participating and engaging and watching after the recording than during the recording or during the live session. So you still get the, it's kind of an interesting scenario where you're getting the, the feedback and the community, but it's not in real time all the time. So, so someone is going back and, and responding to them and interacting with yeah. them as and then, making comments right. after the fact. Right, and then the fact. pastor comes back in and answers their questions, so it's not all at the same time, all the time. Can you, can you give us more examples as to what is uh, the active stuff that you are doing on this uh, private group? What are some ways to make it, what are the things that you're doing to make it actively participating in conversations going on, whether in real time or in delayed time? So we have... We have a whole, and you have to be intentional about this because if you just say, "Oh, I'm just going to do online church," and you don't think it through, it won't happen. It's going to turn into passive. Um, well, and I, and I would say that that many of us going through this whole COVID mess, um, when we were trying to figure out a way to at least offer something, um, we threw our services online, and and it became a, a, and that's one of the biggest dangers I think, which caused us to have wanted to pursue this, is because it became a very passive. Um, engagement where where you know more than more than not members would say we have very comfortable waking up in the morning getting our coffee sitting in our pajamas um, watching church and then going about our day um, and I mean we had some of the other groups uh, where, where we did have some members where they sang the hymns inside their living room with their kids and mm-hmm. and they they did that but by and large, it was, I, I think this was the, what we had sort of spurred us on into to trying to pursue, <clears throat> how can you do this if you can do this and, and what, what can be good about it and what can be the pitfalls about it? Because I think we saw, or at least I was seeing, 
you know, there's this there there, you know, in the attempt to try to to try to do something because we were we were in a position where we had very limited resources and outreach in, in potential. How can we do something? Um, and so we did something that was easier to approach, which is record a service and put it yeah. up there, yep. um, which wasn't so far outside of the realm of what we were doing already with recorded sermons. Um, but I think it's created an issue and it's that passivity issue um, mm. amongst others. But, but the biggest one is that passivity issue. So I'm very interested so, in, in. Yeah. So we post three to four times a day in the private group and it's Bible verses it's how can we pray for you? It's get to know you type of posts. It's um, chatting with pastor. So each one of those posts um, re- is designed, and in, and we put work behind it to make sure that it's engaging, that people want to respond, that that it motivates people to do something with it, whether thumbs up or comment. the 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 pastor sermon Q and A posts and the how can we pray for you type posts? Those get a lot of engagements. And then as well as the ones that you don't think of that um, we have. So one thing that I learned from all this is that the volunteers and members of the church are way smarter on this stuff than, <laughs> than the staff <laughs> um, because they come up with the ideas. And the, the, one of our biggest recent posts is who's your birthday twin. And so you share your birthday date and then you find someone else who has a birthday date similar to that. And the engagement just gone through the roof. So many people now sharing and learning, Hey, you know, I'm the same month or the same day of the month. Um, and getting to know one another. And, and I'm, and I'm sorry if I'm Dave, if I'm not letting you talk at all, that's my point. I, I try to do that. This is my show. No, it's, it's, that's really arrogant of me. Um, Anyway, I forgive I, you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I didn't ask for. <laughs> no, um, I do appreciate it. Uh, but that brings up two questions, and 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 they're kind of remarkably closely related. Um, and they are on the sheet; they're just not in the order in which we That's thought right. we might uh, encourage them or encounter them. Uh, but that, you 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 made this comment of engagement over birthday twins. And so that brings up really for me, um, and you also said you have like four things that you put out a day to try to get some interaction. So here's the two questions that that, that really came up to me. The first one is um, based on just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it very limited to the one comment that you said about, okay, who's your birthday twin? And we have all this engagement. That type of digital church feeding I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just asking the question. That type of digital church feeding and having this constant material like that, if that's what they are, um, <clears throat> by and large, does that create a sense of false piety that I'm engaging in church but really not engaging in church? Because, because church is, as we defined it in the beginning, gathering and growing around God's word um, and, and growing you know, at the foot of the cross— together not you know my, my twin who was born on the same day as me oh that's so wonderful you know i mean where's the where's the spiritual connect and and i guess maybe that's where i'm lost in in in, in right. some of this so would be the, go, ahead. go ahead i would say it does not create a false sense of piety in fact it's the opposite because we intentionally create it to be a place where you have to be vulnerable and you're encouraged to share questions and to share your struggles 
And then people then get to know you and they're saying, hey, I got the same issue. I'm struggling with the same thing. And then you got somebody else, hey, I've been praying for you about this. And then there's someone else saying, hey, this is what happened because of your prayers. This is awesome. And so you get that that genuine Christian interaction and faith growing. And, and it's pretty... Now, <laughs> I wish I could tell you more because one of our group rules is what is said in the group stays in the group. That's so, what we have for uh, we have that for Fight Club too. <laughs> <laughs> pastors kind of have this like confidentiality thing, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, pastors can tell other pastors stuff that we can't tell other people stuff. <laughs> but no, and I and I understand, and I'm not looking for those those further conversations. I mean, I, I I'm not I'm not going to try to you know I don't want to dive into those because that's part of the church family, and I and I understand that. I guess <clears throat> I get one of my biggest concerns that 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 comes with that is and and I okay so the, fall, the the piety issue yeah happens just as much if not more in in person right and I understand that and, and I'm on the church council well I'm in Bible study every week I saw it all the time when I was in ministry <laughs> right apps and, and I and I that's the that's the other side I wanted to say is is yes I, I know you can get that in 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 in-person worship as well um but I'm wondering if we are um I I just you know to to make those connections are we moving outside of the realm of what is church and going into more of the what is social and and then is is it sort of a manipulation in we're going to we're going to make this a social environment to try to squeeze in the spiritual aspect in the background yeah we oh, do no, that all the time. we do the other opposite we are intentionally trying to make social media be spiritual we want it is it is not social media by default is not and there's a bunch of garbage out there absolutely and so we're creating a place that is completely different from that where it's uplifting and spiritually focused and encouraging. Which, yeah, which leads us to the next uh, question of why Why do you have a private Facebook group for the digital group online? Because normally when people think of an online presence, you want to be able to have something that's accessed by everybody. Why private? We need it. We need a safe place. Safe place. You need to be, because if you're going to share things and you, you want people to open up so you can really minister to them, and encourage one another, you got to have a safe place. So it's got to be private. So you have a vetting process that people have to apply. We have to review and approve, and then they have to agree to the group rules. So <clears throat> would you would you consider that private? Would you consider that private group the membership? There is no members. There are no members in this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there, there's you. You can be part of the group and not be a member of our church. Okay. In fact, that's what we want. I know, as Pastor Eward had explained it in the in the YouTube video for the Men of His Word, was it was kind of a a trans. You're trying to transition, transition. people from out there to a church, to a group of, of believers, and this is not replace. Is not meant to replace right. the in person church, but meant to be a, a a more. How would you say it? A, a, <clears throat> when we do outreach and publicity for the for the congregation, we put ourselves out there on social media, put ourselves out there on the internet. We want that to be a kind of a gateway for bringing people mm-hmm. in. But this is kind of a now you've got the gateway of the internet, and you have this little waiting room, which is your online church for people to kind of get a little bit closer to one another and to the and to the Lord, because you say they're intentional about having the Word of God yep. and and people doing spiritual activity, and then with the hopes that. Eventually, they're going to be in, in person, in person church. Yeah. 
Uh, and well, let's talk about that. Let uh, and and let's let's talk about the 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 breakdown of how this works. So, Dave already knows this. I am I I run to the sacraments. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably way, you know, almost to the the point of aggravation because, you know, at some point I will talk about baptism and the Lord's Supper and, and I will, and I'll be like, yep, lifeblood of the church. We're so, and so, I don't disagree with that. It's just that I'm not saying I'm you not do, saying that <laughs> but sometimes I, the Lord's Supper isn't in the text is what I'm trying to say. It's always in the text. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. There's a disagreement. The Lord's Supper and baptism is always in the text. Uh, Anyway, hovering in the background. <laughs> hovering in the background <laughs> in another verse. <laughs> it's in that book, so it's there. <laughs> but no, um, but but so so here's 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 my question, and 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 it comes in with this. It comes in with this. Okay, we're 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 gathering all these people, and we're funneling them, and we're spending a ton of energy and a ton of of I'm assuming resources to to make this hopefully make this funnel happen um and where where does that process go from our engagement to god serving um and and in other words god serving you instead of we feeding you content that you respond to to where to where you know okay so you, you made an environment this is a really poorly word question um you made an environment where where okay you have people praying for other people that yeah, that's, pastors praying for other people okay same idea people praying for other people um pastors are not but but i mean even you have people that are making comments i prayed for you Okay, that's wonderful, I, and and it's a good thing. And we we had a conversation about prayer off the air at at other times where where we talk about that. <clears throat> Maybe a good topic to talk about prayer, but where where does that get translated to? And how do you translate from the digitized church to really enforce and and get people to actually see that that it's not just the community of one believer interacting with another believer, but but really church is God serving you in these ways and and the importance of okay you're part of this group you don't have to come to this church but you need to be going to be fed by god's hand um in this way i i i'm i maybe it's just my own brain i fail to see the connection i i I fail this and this is where my problem lies is because it, it my own human nature says if I'm making these engagements and I'm seeing these things and and I have other people praying for me, the, the very first thing in my own head is this is a safe place. I don't need to go anywhere else and I'm doing everything I need to do. And then I'm receiving the spiritual growth that I need to receive. I know that's wrong in my head. If that makes any sense. I know that's wrong in my head, but I can see so easily in my heart I can convince myself that's all I need. How do you make no. that transition? To, to yeah, God well, you feeding. just had, I mean, every week we tell people to go to church, and and so they can receive the sacraments. So I mean, it's it's just you just keep doing. It. It's like a natural. It's a natural outflow of the spirit. You're going. You're going to be introduced to Christianity. You're going to be introduced to Christian friends. You're going to see how they behave. You're going to want to join with them in person and get the sacraments. It's going. It's just a natural flow. 
So that leads to my next question is how much of the physical 922 church is incorporated in your digitized church? So that would just be the word and prayer, correct? Or No, we try to do as much as possible. Um, so you got, you, got, you got God's word, you've got the worship services, you've got the pastor Bible studies that he does. You make, those are happening online. Um, the so, communication is happening. They're, when they do the live things, you know, you see pastor in his office or when we have our one of our other high engagements is our once a month we do java and jesus where they ask select members to come and share what their faith means to them and how 922 ministries in the church feeds that in person and so you're seeing them say that have that conversation in the church in the in the lobby so it we try to do as much as we can that the church does in person online so people can ex- see the experience and then want to go in person. Sure. So, like, when a pastor does a Bible class, is that live, or is that one of those that's recorded? It's live. Live. So there's in-people, there, in-person in people and mm-hmm. digitized. Right. Not, at the, not at the same time. So he leads an in-person Bible study, and then he leads a virtual Bible study. So okay. there's two but Bible studies that, that, that he... Same Bible study. Same Bible study. Okay. Now you could, you could run it simultaneously with live people, but he just, we just, he's just not that technologically inclined at the time. But I mean, we can if we wanted to. Okay. So, so the the attempt is to try to bring, um, the digitized body, body, yeah, the better way, the avatar, um. In, <laughs> <laughs> the try avatar, to, yeah, try to read the avatar into into this into this this community, um, and 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 then have them engage in some way with that in that community. Um, I, I guess one of those things that that kind of starts to to rattle around in my head um, when you talk about this and incorporate incorporating the two churches is I mean nine two two has has and then and I think they they intentionally limit it which i understand to like a 50 mile radius if i remember correctly um that's our target audience yeah. right target audience but that that kind of brings in i guess to me you know is there an you you, you probably have people who are hopefully unchurched and they're interacting but you probably have people that are churched yep. that that are from different churches oh yeah and and, and okay, so this is going back. Um, <laughs> this is going back a little bit, jumping back to one of the, the previous questions that we kind of skipped over, but it's a good place to do it. They might be having. What if this member is having friction with members of their physical church that they're a member of? Okay, um, they they're having friction with them or friction with their pastor, and they they're on they're engaging with this nine two two church uh, ministry, and they are. Um, they are liking what they're hearing from the pastors there. Um, have we, have we, instead of, instead of enforcing this idea of love and peace and going and fixing those problems, those things of friction within your own congregation and, and working with your pastor, are we now funneling them into, I, 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 church shopping? Yeah, uh, that's a great question because we're 
all these churches are putting their content online. So church people can say, well, I don't like how Pastor Rudat preaches, but I really like how Pastor Harley preaches. So they I would never listen say to- that. But that's a really good comment. <laughs> <laughs> Make me feel very good this morning. <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, it, I think that's a, an in-person problem as well is that people are not do, not doing what they're supposed to be what doing. What we're when, finding in reality is that it's the people who are content in their churches. They're not looking to leave. They don't have issues to leave and they want more spiritual growth. But but then isn't that the problem is is well that that brings up a totally other question that's in my head now, which is and this is how if you're here more than once, you'll understand how this flows. Um but but now okay so they want more they want more church they more spiritual growth. Yep. That's still something they should be going to their pastor about and saying I need more spiritual growth. How can sure. I do this? Yeah. Yeah. Um so so again So do you stop your members from watching Time of Grace? I wish. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. But <laughs> No, you don't you don't. I mean, my own family members are they're members of their own church. They go to church, they watch Time of Grace, they watch the core, they watch St. Peter, they watch whatever. They want spiritual growth. So it doesn't, you know, we're not, for our online church, we are not at all intentionally trying to get members transferred. Okay. We're, we're, We're just providing a service. It's open to anyone. Anyone, I mean... Yes, we have the member, the private Facebook group, and you have to apply and go through a process, but we're not going to deny you if you're already a Christian or already a member. We're not going to deny you if you're outside the 50-mile radius. We're just, the, the target audience is just for us to keep in mind when we're designing our content. That's what we're focused on. But anybody can come. We have people from all over the country in the group already. Okay. I guess you know, and 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 you know, when I when when I phrase some of these questions, one of the first things that I thought in my own head is, is how much of this is my own, um, my my own insecurity as a pastor to say, okay, you got, you got, another pastor who is giving answers to my people, possibly giving answers to my people, um, that that uh, to questions that they didn't bring up to me. Right, and they didn't. They didn't. Um, and so join our group, then you'll hear them yourself, and you can chime in. And <laughs> well, I mean, there's that. That's the other side of it, right? Um, that's the other side of it. That 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 you now then take your professionals and you put them into the group, and I don't know if that that would maybe defeat the purpose because you have. It seems to me that the way that the the digitized, your digitized church uh, model is set up is is that you have you have the people on staff who are going to give the answers. I mean, that was the, that's the intent. Mm-hmm. So now if you start filling it with other pastors, cause they want to monitor if their own people are on it, you know, now you're, you, you kind of are defeating this purpose. So it's uh, it, it almost seems to me that, that we're setting up and I'm not saying you are, and, and please, I'm not saying that at all. I'm, I'm just trying to figure this out in my head. Are we setting up a, a battle really between, between um okay well just a battle for the laity uh, that that okay you know i'm their called pastor I, I mean there is there is something and and this is i struggle with because because when when the call goes out and and it's a, unan- a unanimous call through the congregation you are the spiritual head of that congregation that those conversations should start there with 
with your pastor. Um, are we circumventing that by by placing ourselves in these areas where we now say, you can come to me for help, and and in in and I don't know if they are. I'm not in the group, but but I mean, instead of the pastor saying, you know, the online pastor saying, you know, if you're a member of a local congregation, you need to go talk to your pastor. You know, I I have no I have no spiritual authority over you. Um, I could give you my opinion, and I'm more than happy to do so. But after you've talked with your pastor and and you have you've sat down with him, and if you look for more information, I will be more than happy to to provide that. I think the the issue that you're bringing up is also an issue that's brought up on our Wells dot net website, where we have the Q and A, where people ask questions of the Q and A, where sometimes the moderator, if they uh, respect the local pastor, will say. Uh, this is a question you need to ask your pastor. You know, if it's not just a general question about something, right, uh, or a question about our synod or synod stance on this or that, um, there's a lot of uh, referring back to the pastor that happens at the yeah. Wellsnet Q and A. And and does that happen? I, I like I said I'm not on it. Does that happen? And in, in, in I the... mean, we haven't gotten to that point yet. Yeah, I mean, it's so new. There's yeah, we're two and a half months in. Oh, okay. So that I mean, they're they're all pretty general questions then. Yep. yep. Got it. Well, because okay. our or specific because the Monday pastor Q and A is focused on his sermon, so the questions are related to his sermon. So if they are members of your church and watch the, his sermon, um, and then they ask questions about, it, he's going to answer those. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And and I understand that. That's yeah. I mean, that's 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 a sermon specific. Or or things like that. I, I guess I guess going forward though, and because this is a part of this is one of the things. If we if we or other people listening, other congregations, um, decide that they want to follow this kind of course and try to put together something, how do you handle that? Uh, where where you might be you might be drawing in because I know how in person it's really a very small point. There are much bigger issues you have to deal with besides worrying about that. Oh, what are the big you're issues? All, yeah. I mean, you're all. Um, the pastors at 922 Ministries and, and you guys, you're all part of the same denomination. You all can work together. We try. You know, you, <laughs> you talk In to theory. one another, you know? Yeah. So it, it's it's it, it's a friendly environment. You're not going to have to worry about uh, sheep stealing or who's the spiritual leader. You know, that that's that, that's that's not an issue. What are the bigger issues? Uh, the big... Um, the bigger issues is developing and expanding what it, why you're doing what you want to do. Explain and, that. What do you what um, do you mean? Like well, like when we were developing the idea of trying to do online church, and what does that mean? And what does that look like for us? Um, what's its purpose and mission? Um, we were working on it and working on the project, and then Pastor Michael came one day to the, our little committee meeting, and he's like you know, I think we're approaching this project wrong. And he drew on a napkin and a drawing. And he says, I think this is where we're headed. And I think this is where we need to go. And he was dead on and we changed course. And what that difference was, is that we were thinking that building an online church is like building a second campus for our second location, physical location for a church. And so it was going to be its own Entity, so you were thinking in those terms that it was like a, a second campus, and then we realized no, it needs to be the same campus, just that it's digital. It's over the top, 
So we weren't making, it wasn't a, we originally we were thinking, in our case, three campuses. You have downtown the core, you have St. Peter, and you have online. Those are three campuses. So they're going to be like three congregations almost. You're going to have your online people, and Pastor Michael is going to be the online pastor. Pastor Mike is the core pastor. Pastor Tim is St. Peter pastor. That was kind of the, what we were thinking. And then we realized, no, that's not right. What we need to do is enhance what the physical in-person church with digital. So it's not a separate campus. It's integrating with the existing campuses. So so really what I guess from what, what I'm hearing you're saying is one of the biggest challenges is using really the digital atmosphere to really make it one unified church between the two campuses. So we have you have two worship locations, but you really are one body. Right. And, right. and, and that the digitized church seems to become the connecting ligaments of connecting the body. Mm-hmm. Am, am, right. am I following right. that right? Because you've got then, now... But the, it's also a larger <laughs> umbrella, correct? Because you have people coming in that aren't uh, communicant members of the core or right. the 92 right. church, so it's kind of this... Right. Yeah. It's you, overlapping, but yet it's also a little bit broader. Bigger. Yeah. So it's just a bigger, it's a bigger front door because you've got your physical front door and you've got your visitors who come in that door and you've got the online people and then, but they're both worshiping the same service during the same service and have the same pastors and the same message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then the, the hard work then after once we realized that then it was okay so what's the scope what's the purpose what's the description of our online community what's the rules what's the screening process how are we going to respond to conflict within the group online what what are the steps and and then what are what can volunteers do and what are the possible positions what's the process to create the content how do we get it how do we get it created how do we get it reviewed and improved and published now <clears throat> now i <laughs> Every church has a problem with volunteers because <laughs> so how what does, was interesting about that was when we put the word out, we got volunteers right away that were so happy because they finally felt they could participate. Um, so the, the, because they work from home or they're stay at home moms or they have young kids and they, they want to serve their church, but they can't do in-person serving because they got little ones, but they can sit at home and make posts and monitor conversations and review membership applications for the group. So, so that leads it down, then I guess to the to the backdoor um, types of processes. At you know, is there a vetting? That's wrong. No, maybe yeah, it's not a for 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 the people who who want to volunteer. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, so we went through a process. We created that process. Okay, so that was part of the process that mm-hmm. says, okay, so we're looking. What was for, interesting was I asked the pastors, okay, what's the vetting process for your in-person volunteers? <laughs> we, we're giving the same answer, aren't we? <laughs> well, no. I, I mean, I mean, if I was, I, 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 it's a really good question though, and and I mean. Thank you for turning that back on me. Um, but but you know, like if I was going to have if I was going to have a member who is going to teach a Bible study, um, you know, I'm I'm going to make sure that they are not a new member that they are they're one who you know has been in Bible study themselves, growing under the yep. cross of Christ. I've heard their comments. I'm sitting down with them. I'm talking with them. There's an interaction between me and them before I turn them loose and say, 
okay. And then even then I'm going to still be touching base with them and saying, you know, what's going on? How are things going? Questions, you know, what are you talking about now? Um, you know, trying to keep, cause I, I mean, I have, I do that with my Sunday school teachers. Um, and I'm, I'm asking, you know, what have you been talking about? What, what are you looking at? You know, and they'll, they'll respond to me. They had a question about this and what are you, what are your thoughts? Um, and so I can respond back to them. And, and we have a, a, a lady who does ladies Bible study here and, and we kind of do the same. So I would, I, I'm, I guess in my head, I'm envisioning, you know, if you're going to have volunteers, you're going to be putting posts up there. You're going to want to have some checks yep. and balances yep. where the pastor is going to say, you know, we want to make sure this is doctrinally sound it's, material. It's pretty easy when you think it through and realize all the steps and what you're looking for, then it becomes easy. Um, Cause like for the Bible passages, all the Bible passages post are from the sermon. So it just, we, the challenge is pastor has to get us his sermon outline ahead of time. <laughs> so that, you know, starting, because it takes a, it takes a while for, okay, now here's the Bible passage. So now the person has to create the post and then I get to review the post and then it gets published. So you got a process. So then you have that. So that we know that where the Bible passages are coming from, the, the other ones are, if no, it, yeah, I, they're they're not hard. You know, how can we pray for you today? Well, there's all kinds of variations of how you word that and what the image is for that. That's easy. Um, the pa- pastors do the. Um, I think one thing that blew me away that I I think the regular membership doesn't realize is they all have awesome pastors in their churches, including you guys, <laughs> but they don't get to know you. But when we started doing the pastor sermon Q&A and the pastor praying time, um, the stuff that comes out of them is just like, wow, that is so good. And what they needed to hear. And, and I am, you know, saying, wow, that Pastor Michael's really awesome. He's a lot better than I thought he was. <laughs> People don't have that same reaction when they listen to our podcast, do they? Well, they just go, really. uh, I, I had a higher opinion of him. And now it's just, uh, man, it's gone down. <laughs> Actually, th- no. A- a- actually, they they everyone says Pastor Rudat is brilliant, and I'm the comedical relief. So. <laughs> <laughs> As my wife yeah. says, you just think you're funny. <laughs> I think one of the one of the things that we did during COVID was we started. Um, this was before the nine two church online. They the the pastors decided this on their own. They, after I think it was once a month, maybe after one of the services, they would stay on the live stream and do. Um, Q&A with each other. So they would talk with each other. And of course, there's going to be fun stuff happening there. And the people just love that. We all love that, to get to know the pastors. And so I'm really looking forward to, we've got on the schedule in the next few weeks for the online church, our five pastors are getting together to ask each other questions and to rip each other and, and to have that fun interaction and that's what the the people want. They want to get to know their pastors. And so, later, there's a question you had about the the big church, little church. Yeah. Uh, what's What's better, having a big church with a big media presence, where you are a member of a local church, where you know your pastor in person and he knows you? Right. The, I, I think the doing online church is church size agnostic. It doesn't matter what size you are. You don't have to be big like we. Um, sometimes it's more difficult being big because you got so much so many staff um it's hard to get to know but the this 
where you just sit down and get to know and, and chat or the, the post, some of the posts that get the highest engagement is the ones that pastor Michael just randomly puts out there sharing about his life and what he's doing with his family. Um, people just love that. They want the intergate. They want to know. And I think even post COVID where we're more in person than we used to be, that people are still wanting that they just can't get, you know, you can't have all the interactions with all your people where they're all available because that they're doing life. Well, and <clears throat> but you can do it online once. Like yeah. you can make one little short video sure. or one little post and they get to know you and, and they don't have to watch it at the same time. So this really brings up an interesting thought in my head. Um, and it has nothing to do with, but just because of the way you're talking. So one of the greatest things that that um, for a pastor to be able to serve their congregation is to be able to get to know their people. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of that, you know, we're moving away from, unfortunately, I think, in our society because we don't want other people in our homes. And so we are very hesitant to, some people are very hesitant to have pastor come over and, and, and do home visits. I think it's good that, that people get to know their pastor. I think that's, that, 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 that opens up the door for them to have that relationship that they're more comfortable because they know him. Mm-hmm. How is that other side being met? Um, in the sense of how are the pastors um, in 922 ministry getting to really know individually each of the members? Now, sure, because, I, because that's important too. Right. They're, they're reading the posts. They're reading their comments. Um, they're seeing what's going on in the people's lives, that what they're wrestling with and, and what their questions are. So they're seeing that too. So it's a two-way street. It, it's pretty cool. And uh, I guess the one thing I should mention about the, the private group, yes, it's a private Facebook group, but it's also only the admins can post. So we control the conversation. So the volunteers create the posts based on our schedule of what we want. And the conversation is then directed at the, so people, just random members of the group can't just make their own post. They can ask questions and we provide lots of posts that say, leave your questions or comments below. Um, so we, we control and focus the conversation. So it's spiritual. Okay. So you don't so, have people posting stuff about politics or, yeah, right. Or yeah. Stuff that doesn't, or what they ate this morning. Yeah. And that's actually one of our group rules, too, is that you... Can't talk about what you ate this no. morning? No. <laughs> no. We, unless, of course, unless you're it's the Lord's body of blood. Then, then you can then, talk about Yes, it. if you ate that this morning, you can post that. In fact, we will allow you to take a picture. <laughs> give, it, give us some of the rules that you have for being members of the... Uh, if you don't mind us skipping around with our questions. Yeah, sure. Uh, some of the rules that you have for... Uh, we, Digital church. Yeah, we it, five five rules. Uh, be respectful. Uh, be kind. No spam. That's the links thing. Sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, trust. And number five is remind each other of the rules. Keep keep the culture healthy. And I like how they have hashtags on that, so that whenever yep. whenever you identify something, that you can hashtag it, or when. You identify it not being practiced. It's hashtag so that it, what I would, I would imagine that moderators could then say, okay, somebody flag this as trust yep. or spam, and then you can yeah. easily 
access it because yep. I could see it like you were saying how so much information, so many people posting, it's going to be hard for your moderators to moderate. Well, you know, I'm I am intrigued, um, and I know your time is 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 very very valuable, and our time together is coming up soon. Um, and I would love to continue conversations with you on multiple topics because I enjoy talking with your brother, and and you're just more pleasant. <laughs> um, <clears throat> he is. He is. <laughs> but but uh, um, you know, I'm very intrigued in in how this is set up, and and you know, I can definitely see because when when we created. And we sort of talked about pitching a, an idea of having a podcast. You know, the idea was having uh, a platform where we could start funneling people into the local congregations to make these conversations. I can definitely see something of a digitized church being formed and functioning within the realm of of kind of what we've started here with these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, so this intrigues me greatly. How to do it appropriately. And I know nothing about Facebook because the only thing I post on it are here are devotions. <laughs> and here are Star Wars jokes. Yes, Star Wars jokes every now and then. Uh, no, there's a couple other things I posted on there for other spiritual things, but but I don't. I'm not a very personal share on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. But but I can. I, I mean, I, it intrigues me to see if we could use a platform that we're already existing in and and move in this kind of direction and how to do it well. Mm-hmm. And so I really enjoyed this conversation. I think there's. You know, there are questions that, that still could be asked about how to make this better and, and maybe the conversation um, that our listeners would like to hear about how to engage with that. So maybe um, as we come near to the end, because we don't want to take up too much of your time and we know that your time is valuable, maybe we can give some of our listeners some um, connection points so that they can either learn more about it or connect with that community so that they can learn more um, you know, maybe maybe we can go that route. Nine two two church dot online is the website, so they can go there. They can learn about how to join. They give, we give instructions on how to join. You can go to Facebook and look for nine two two church online. That's the name of the Facebook group. They can do that. So it's nine two two church dot online or nine two two church online dot, dot online. Yeah. Dot online. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Well, you know, I you I appreciate it. Like I said, I would love to have this existing conversation. I don't want to take up because I know you have you have a place to be. Um, this is I, one of the many hats that John Rudat. Has. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one and of his many hats. I would love to have a conversation about the whole bookstore thing um, because I like reading books and. Yes. But I mean, having other conversations with uh, your your other multiple hats would be wonderful to sure. to have you online sure. to. To be able to do that, um, one I guess I just have to share this story. Sure. Um, so I was talking with my kids today or yesterday about doing this interview, and they're online more than I am, and they have online friends that they may never see in person, and so they're talking to them. And it was when we were discussing this topic of online church, it was really cool to hear them say. The Holy Spirit works through God's word. Just because the word is on a screen doesn't make it less real. Amen. Yeah, sometimes we forget that, though, because um, <clears throat> we're creatures of habit, and and we are we, we get used to certain things, and, and we get used to to falling into those modes and saying, okay, this is this is how we do church. 
Um, and, and, you know, even when I approached this and wrote down some questions and sent them to you, I mean, that was my first gut instinct. My gut, my gut reaction is this isn't church. (laughs) This isn't how you do church. Um, but, but, you know, some of it is also my own trepidation in dealing with an online environment that, that can seem so fake. Um, and so, you know, I'm very much appreciated how there's a reality that is, is brought into this where, where these are real people. Yeah. And our pastors are very real and they've been talking for years about the Facebook you versus the real you. Right. And that, so we, we know that. And so we're very intentional trying to make this the real you on Facebook in our private group. Yeah. And, and I, and I very much appreciate that. So it, it kind of does change my focus and saying, you know, this is something that I think, you know, it'd be decent to, to pursue. Yep. Um, and I know people have issues with Facebook. Sure. And that's Okay. We're not married to Facebook. It's just right now that's the only platform that has this ability to do the engagement. Right. And then we're actually looking at another platform to make the online worship stream even more engaging. So it it's it's broader than just Facebook. Well, and I and I think for our listeners, as we 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 come to a, an end here, um, you know, this is not the job of just the pastor. Although the pastor seems to be the frontman, that the pastors seem to be the people that are are making some of the the comments. But from what I'm understanding, you got a you got a wealth of people who want to step forward and get behind making some of the content and and moderating and planning and coordinating. And, and, and just it's not like a it's just five people. Well, you know, it's not. You don't have to be. A big church with tons of people to make this happen. It can be small. Sure. But that's five people more than, than it takes for a pastor to plan his Bible study and do a sermon. <laughs> right? Yeah. Or or for the pastor and the organist to come up with a service plan for what... So, I right. mean, so, so yeah. I mean, there's, there's still more people in the cog making this work, um, which gives some good opportunities for other people to step forward and, and maybe practice some of their gifts that God gives them. Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of people in our congregations that know how to put posts together far better than a pastor does um, or whatnot. Yeah. So as we are talking about the digitized church, we invite, uh, we're going to have John back. We're going to talk more about the nitty-gritty details of how to make a digital digitized church uh, work. But in the meantime, dear friend, recognize that church is more than just a building. It is gathering around God's word and sacraments. And so we encourage you to do that uh, this weekend. Thank you very much. And John? Thank Thank you. you for coming.